This is CNT Talk. Every week, two friends debate the issues of the ages as we agree to disagree. It's never politically correct, but it's always entertaining. Join us tonight so you can sound knowledgeable at work tomorrow. We're smacking you upside the head with the hammer of truth. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Normally, I wouldn't put together another episode or another, even a brief episode, uh, so soon after the last one, but since I recorded that, it was published yesterday, but it was recorded the day before, um, President Biden has spoken, Congress has had some discussions uh, around the gun laws and this common sense nature of everything. And in my previous episode, I discussed, well, I think there's there's failings in this country that the guns exacerbate, but not necessarily caused by guns per se. And I want to go through some of the things that were, have been presented. Let me say that. So um, President Biden gave a speech on Thursday night, and he talked about common sense gun laws. Now, common sense should be should mean the ma- vast majority of people agree this makes sense. But sometimes politicians say common sense to put across their version of events or their version of what should happen and kind of browbeat you into believing, well, everybody else believes this. Why don't you? you? You're wrong not to believe this. So it's not necessarily common sense because somebody says it in a political arena. So here's some of the things President Biden brought up uh, Thursday night. He said, we need to ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. If we can't ban assault weapons, then we should raise the age to purchase them from 18 to 21. Strengthen background checks, enact safe storage laws and red flag laws, repeal the immunity that protects gun manufacturers from liability, and address the mental health crisis deepening the trauma of gun violence as a consequence of that violence. Okay? He talks a lot about other things, but those are the things that he brings up. So we need to ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. Assault weapons were banned from 1994 through 2004. It lapsed at that point. There's no specific data that can show you that it reduced um, gun violence by having the assault weapons banned. And I think we hear the word assault weapons, and everybody has a slightly different definition of what that means. And I want to read to you what the definition of an assault weapon was in the 1994 law, because I think you need to understand what, this talked about versus what actually may be happening. So it, it bans certain semi-automatic rifles, including folding or telescoping stock. Okay, it just makes it shorter, doesn't change how it functions. A pistol grip, again, how you hold it doesn't change the lethality of the product. A bayonet mount, okay, Um Flush hider or threaded barrel designed to accommodate one, meaning we can make it a little more uh, stealth uh, to do that. Any grenade launcher. Okay. Uh, Semiotic pistols with detachable magazines and two or more of the following. A magazine that attaches outside the pistol grip. Threaded barrel to attach barrel extender, flash suppressor, hand grip, or suppressor. A barrel shroud safety feature that prevents burn to the operator. A manufactured weight of 50 ounces or more when the pistol is unloaded. A semiotic version of a fully automatic firearm. So a semiotic version of a fully automatic firearm. Doesn't make it fully automatic, just makes it 
aversion. Um, and semi-automatic shotguns with two or, two or more of the following. Folding or telescoping stock, pistol grip, a fixed magazine capacity in excess of five rounds, and a detachable magazine. So, okay, um, I don't think I want a grenade launcher out there in public, but I don't know where you get a grenade launcher <laughs> legally. Um, bayonet mount, just because you could mount a bayonet doesn't mean you would, but okay. Uh, pistol grip, just how you hold things. Um, barrel shroud, safety features for that. Not really sure what that has to do with the lethality. It just makes it easier to use, I guess. Um, we talk about the the extra the extra magazines and the extra capacity magazines as though you give them a five capacity magazine, you just get a bunch of magazines. I mean, it doesn't. That seems weak to me as a rationale for why any of this occurs. So, okay. Change, if you can't ban the assault weapons, President Biden wants to change the age of purchase from 18 to 21. Okay. Um, The only problem you would have with that is, and and so if an 18-year-old is too young to purchase a weapon, in this case, a a, a gun, why is it okay for that 18-year-old to join the military and use a gun? Now, you can say they're well-trained in the military, and that's probably true. But if their brains, and that's what this 18 to 21 is, if their brains aren't capable of understanding what they're doing at 18 and until they're 21... Why is it okay if the military oversees them that it's suddenly the brain functions differently? It, it's a little weird. And the fact that you can join the military and get a gun, but not be in the military and can't have a gun is a little weird to me. Uh, you can vote. You're either an adult at 18 or you're not. If you want an adult to be 21, change the laws across the country. But you can't be an adult for some things and an adult for other things. It, it's just a, it's a hard sell for me. Strength and background checks. I don't have a problem with a background check. It should it should pick up people who shouldn't have guns. Um, but the, all of these things that we're going to talk about, they only apply to people who are law abiding in and of themselves or have no reason why they shouldn't be able to get a gun otherwise. And I think that's where a lot of this discussion comes from. Well, if we strengthen background checks, we'll find something which would have discouraged the, the purchase. Maybe. And, and then it would already discourage the purpose. They wouldn't have had the gun. Um, enact safe storage laws. Again, that's pub- punishing the law-abiding citizen because guns get stolen. So if you store them per- correctly and they can't get stolen, then people who shouldn't have them can't get them. Okay. Red flag laws. This is if you've got a mental condition where you involuntarily were committed, you have to go before judge to determine if you can actually possess a firearm. And that's all well and good in and of itself, but it's, it's got some loopholes. Repeal the immunity that protects gun manufacturers from liability. Gun manufacturers are liable if there's a defect in the gun. But they're not protected. They're not. They should not be charged with a with anything. 
from a legal standpoint because somebody uses their gun to commit a crime. You don't, you don't charge uh, Ford Motor Companies because somebody runs over somebody else or has a car accident or is intoxicated while driving their vehicle. That's not how liability should work. If I sell it to you and, you, and it, we tell you how it should be used and you use it outside of that, why am I still liable? Why would I be liable for that product? What they're trying to do is put gun manufacturers out of business or make it so onerous that nobody really wants to sell a gun. Um, and address the mental health crisis, deepening the trauma of gun violence as a consequence of that violence. So you want to deal with the after effects of violence after the violence. Um, the Democrats are really big on social workers and, and mental health people, but they really don't, in, as I addressed the previous episode, they don't really address the underlying problem. They want to take a reactive approach to everything and say, see, if you do this, if you do this, the underlying problems are there. And it's the, it's the feeling of hopelessness. I think a lot of people feel that they feel that this is a, a direction to go into. Okay. So president Biden keeps talking about the second amendment. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't everything you always wanted to be. I want to read the second amendment to you because I think it's important to understand what the second amendment says not what the interpretations of courts have been, what the Second Amendment actually says. It's pretty easy. uh, Amendment 2, Bill of Rights. A well-regulated militia militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now, he talks about you couldn't get a cannon, and there were limits on who could have what and all that. No, it 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 doesn't say only certain people can have guns doesn't say certain people can can have arms. It says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Okay? Now, the Democrats will say, well, we don't need a militia because we are we have a standing army and we that was just to fight off foreign invaders. Understand when the revolutionary war happened, the the country we know today as the 13 colonies and became the United States were part of the English government, okay? They, they were part of the United Kingdom. This is, they thought of themselves as Englishmen. So they weren't looking for the standing army, which was the British Redcoats. They were fighting the British Redcoats. It was a civil war. In fact, it was a civil war um, that the, the colonies ended up being able to, to leave. But it, it wasn't to fight foreign invaders. It wasn't to fight the French. The militias did help with fighting the French and the French and Indian War. But this was to fight. They understood what they were coming from. They were fighting themselves, their neighbors, their friends. It wasn't just, you know, everybody in, in uh, Pennsylvania was a, wore a blue coat and everybody from England wore red coats. No, there were people crossing both sides. So it, it, this, is, this is not designed to uh, fight foreign invaders and all, all the things that, that you hear about. Militias today have a connotation of extra government, um, break away, want to destroy the government. And then those, those people in Montana and, and Wyoming and things like that, they probably do. But militia in this sense was just locals protecting themselves. So if you take away the guns from the people locally, you've got a different situation, you know? 
Uh, I read something about Australia. They said, you know, we did take away all our guns, and now they kept us locked up for two years because nobody had any way to fight back. Now, I'm not suggesting we should fight back because of lockdowns, but when you remove something, and I talked about this before, when you remove an object that keeps somebody else in check, we talk about checks and balances all the time with the, with the government. You know, each branch is supposed to check and balance the other part of the government. But when you take away the checks and balances of the people with the government to a point, then you, it becomes a much more different dynamic and a different power structure. So uh, when the government says, I have nothing to fear from repercussions for my actions, government not being an individual but group of people, then you act a certain way. If you think I can't, if you think there's no cops on the road and you're never going to get a speeding ticket, there's a tendency to want to drive faster because there's no repercussions. There's no fallback issue that you have to deal with. My car's perfect. I'm never going to run out of gas. I can, I can race on the highways. But if you think there's a police in the area or could be, maybe you go faster, but maybe you don't go quite as fast. Or maybe you go slower because you're afraid of that. There's a deterrent. The government has to have deterrence as well. That's what the Second Amendment is about. It is saying, yes, we have the right to keep and bear arms. Because without that right, you could take away our, our firearms, and then we're a subject people. We don't, have any, uh, we don't have any repercussions to give to the government. They can do whatever they want. Now, remember, the government is made up of us, the people. They, they oversee things, but the government is people. And we provide the reason for government. But I think sometimes it gets lost that the government's a separate entity made up of super smart individuals who know everything. And, and they should be able to tell you whatever you want, they want because they're the government. So I want to I play two clips here, and I'll talk about it in between. One is from um, a representative from Rhode Island. And just listen to what he says, and I, I want to comment once, once he's done talking. I don't think there is a single incident, and, I, and maybe there's one, but I've not found one, of a, an assailant using an assault weapon that was stopped by a person with a gun. Uh, so this is a, just, I mean, maybe there's one of the thousands and thousands and thousands of shootings. I so that was uh, Representative Ray, uh, Representative Cicilline from Rhode Island. So what he said there is, I've never known an instance where an armed assailant was stopped by somebody else with a gun. Just, just think that through for a second. I won't say in 100% of cases that that's false, but I would say in a vast majority of it it's false because who stops the assailant? The assailant could kill themselves, but more than likely they're killed by police or somebody else armed who shoots them. So you were stopped by somebody else with a firearm. So an armed assailant stopped by somebody else with a firearm. That to me sounds like you don't know what you're talking about. And yet you stand there and make that statement because they don't want to increase the use of firearms. They don't want people to have firearms because they can't think of a single thing that's good from it. But I would disagree. You know, it may not stop everybody immediately, but eventually they are stopped by somebody with a firearm. Okay? So 
what's the ultimate goal here for the Democratic Party? And and I use that term because it, it's it, it's been coerced and co opted by some lunatic fringe. But the ultimate goal is, and they they don't normally tell you this. And I'm going to play a clip here where somebody said the quiet part out loud. They don't only tell you what their goal is, but their goal is to take away guns, period. Now, Joe Biden said in his president's remarks, not trying to take away anybody's gun, but that's exactly what he wants to do. He wants to take away your gun. He wants to take away your ability to have a gun, to have the ammunition to fire that gun, because he doesn't think you can handle it. That doesn't mean everybody can handle it. It doesn't mean everybody should have a gun. It doesn't mean everybody who's got mental uh, deficiencies should be holding a gun. But it doesn't mean there aren't anybody in this country who could, who should, and who have a right to do so. It's in the Second Amendment. It's part of the Constitution. That's the whole point. You took an oath to defend and uphold the Constitution. You can't unilaterally just change it because you don't like it, because it's icky, and I don't like that people have choice and things like that. Yes, it's, it's horrible, and I said this before, it's horrible of the, the things that happen every time somebody pulls a gun and open fire on somebody. It's not, it's not a good thing. But to say you can't have it because some people abuse the privilege is a different discussion completely. So here is a, a representative from New York saying the quiet part out loud. Not to a police officer, but to a Girl Scout. Murder trying to call for help. To the parents who mourn, and the children who fear, all you have to offer are more guns and apparently the ridiculous idea of fewer school doors. My generation and the generations who have followed know that this epidemic of gun violence is not unstoppable. It is a choice, a choice you could make differently at any time, a choice between our lives and your guns. Time after time, we have given you a chance to do something. After Columbine, after Sandy Hook, after Parkland, and time after time, you have chosen to put your right to kill over our right to live. But your selfishness and your indifference have not killed our hope. You have transformed it. Before, we believe that you might do what the people overwhelmingly support and help advance common sense gun violence legislation. Now we know that it is up to us to save ourselves from you. We did not choose this fight. We had our own dreams for our lives, the same as you did when you were kids, but we can't let you get away with this anymore. Enough is enough. Enough of you telling us that school shootings are a fact of life when every other country like ours has virtually ended it. Enough of you blaming mental illness and then defunding mental health care in this country. Enough of your thoughts and prayers. Enough. Enough. You will not stop us from advancing the Protecting Our Kids Act today. You will not stop us from passing it in the House next week, and you will not stop us there. If the filibuster obstructs us, we will abolish it. If the Supreme Court objects, we will expand it, and we will not rest until we have taken weapons of war out of circulation in our communities. Each and every day, we will do whatever it takes to end gun violence, whatever it takes. What we will do is not fail the children of this country the way that you have failed us, the generations of Columbine, Sandy Hook, Parkland, and Uvalde. I yield back, Madam Chair. So hear what, hear what that gentleman said. 
uh, we will do whatever it takes. The ends justify the means. Whatever it takes, we will do. If the filibuster in the Senate blocks us, we'll get rid of it. When you need 60 votes to get rid of the filibuster, you don't have that. Um, I'm sorry, you need 50 votes in the filibuster. But you're talking about get rid of the filibuster. And this is a gentleman from the House. So this isn't the Senate. So he can't get rid of the filibuster because he has no say in that. Um, if the Supreme Court blocks us, we'll just expand the Supreme Court till we have enough people who won't block us so that the numbers change to whatever we want. Think about what, what this gentleman is saying. It doesn't matter what the Constitution says. It doesn't matter what you want. It matters that we get what we want. In any way, shape, or form, we need to do that. We will do that. And it doesn't matter that there's a loss. Laws are for, for people who accept limits. We don't accept limits. We don't, we don't accept that we can't do what we want to do. And, and he's blaming the Republicans for blocking common sense gun laws. You know, we heard what common sense gun laws look like from Joe Biden. Common sense gun laws are being blocked by the Republicans. No, they're not. Now, in the Senate, you're not getting 60 votes because you need 10 Republicans to vote for it. But they're not blocking anything. He's right. The House will pass this resolution, and it will go through on the House side. And then it'll get to the Senate, and it won't go anywhere because there aren't 60 votes. So you you can keep parading out your emotions. And I, I think this is the part that has always bothered me. It's the emotions after an event. The emotions that tell you, we are not going to take it anymore. You know, the old Twisted Sister, we're not going to take it you're going to have to take it because there are laws and the gridlock is a feature, not a bug. And I think a lot of people forget that, that we have to come to consensus on what we're going to do because it's important that we all understand the repercussions. We don't pass legislation quickly after nine 11, we got the Patriot act. I don't know too many people who think the Patriot Act was a great piece of legislation. I don't. I, I didn't like it at the time, and I don't like it now. We got the TSA. I don't particularly feel safer because of the TSA, but we reacted emotionally to get the TSA. George W. Bush federalized the security at airports. I, I don't feel safer because of it. I feel inconvenienced. I feel slowed down in the process. I feel watched. I feel... Like Big Brother is on top of me, but I don't feel safer. And we got Department of Homeland Security. So that's what 9-11 gave us. Those are the three lasting things I can think of outside of the war on terror. Three lasting pieces of bureaucracy I can think of. I don't think Department of Homeland Security has made me feel safer. Um, they've weaponized, they tried to weaponize the uh, misinformation until it got pushed back. This is just another bureaucracy designed to keep you in line. It doesn't protect us. I don't feel safer because of anything that happened with those three things. I won't feel safer if you take guns off the street. I should, but I won't because now I'll know the only people with guns are the people who can abuse the privilege of having them. There's nobody to stand up for their own rights and their own family. And if you say, well, you don't need a gun, call the police. How long, where do you live where the police are next door? That in the event of a break-in or an assault, 
that the police are near enough to cause any dis- any difference in the outcome of that situation. Now, eventually, they may get the perpetrator. They may arrest them, and they may prosecute them. But I'm no less violated or dead because of that. So telling somebody, you can't have a gun because you might be a danger. But the criminal who is a danger will find a way to get guns. We have this mistaken belief that a criminal would only obey the laws, that a criminal will go through a background check, that a criminal won't have a grenade launcher, that a criminal won't have a bump stock, that a criminal will not have a folding or shortened barrel. Shortened stock, folding, um, or shortened barrel, folding stock. You, you believe that the criminals will be law-abiding, but that's not how life works, and we all know that. And I think every time we talk about this, we go after the people who are law-abiding, not the people who are not law-abiding. So you, you can say, we're going to take away all the guns in the country. We're going to buy them back. We're going to have voluntary surrender. Uh, we're going to go door-to-door and take the guns from people. Do you believe there will be no gun violence after that? I don't. I don't. I believe there will still be gun violence. I believe there will still be people who have bad intentions trying to harm other people and take things that they want because they think they can. We have seen over and over and over, whenever you have a soft target, you have an opportunity for a criminal to commit a criminal act, whether it's Uvalde, whether it's Parkland, whether it's Colorado, whether it's wherever. Every time this happens, it's in a place that got, doesn't have gun law or protects people from having gun-free zones, and we don't protect the buildings, and we don't have all this. This gentleman from New York referred, we want to reduce exits and entrances. Yes, we do, because that's how you harden a target. You harden the target by not giving a perpetrator more ways to get in, sneak in, and cause problems. But yet... We're told that that won't work. That won't work. Well, yes, it will. You know, we're, we're hearing about the Oklahoma shooting and we're hearing about Encino, California shooting. These things do happen. But I would say this. The media has a responsibility here. Do we know more about these shootings because there's more shootings or because the media is publicizing more of these shootings? Because I I firmly believe that a lot of these individuals are looking at it as a way to get notoriety. Yeah, they may be dead at the end, but people will remember them because they did something horrific. If you don't publicize it as well as as you should, or frequently as we do, then maybe it doesn't doesn't encourage others to say, well, that's an option for me. You talk, talk to a teenager today. They all think they're going to be famous on YouTube. I'm going to be an influencer. Here's the reality. No, you're not. Most of you will never have any influence. When, when the first thing they think about is how many followers do I have? We've lost. We, we've lost. If, if your goal in life is to have more followers. Okay. The, I don't care about followers. I don't care about influence. I care about the truth and reality. 
Okay. So if you're listening to this show and you say, well, he doesn't have enough followers. That's why he's, but no, I don't care about the followers. This project is not for making money. Okay. This is not a money making project. It is a money losing project, but I don't care. It's, it's my outlet for sharing my thoughts and Tony's outlet for sharing his thoughts, but it's not about followers, but that's you talk to a teenager. They are worried about followers. They are worried about who's looking at their stuff. Okay. And most of it's not interesting. There's a lot of it, but it's not interesting to most people. That's the, that's the society we live in right now. How do we change that? How do we fix that? How do we get people to understand it's not about them? It's not about your needs and your desires. It's about helping others. Because at the end of the day, you can do all the things you want for you, but it's still just for you. You've impacted nobody in a positive way, including yourself. You just think you have. So I would ask you, if you're listening to this, have you helped anybody today in any way? And if you haven't, why not? And is the day over? Go do something for somebody else. You know, cut the grass for your neighbor. Shovel the snow for your neighbor. Rake the leaves for your neighbor. Go help somebody downtown. Go help somebody move. Do something for somebody else and not just for yourself. And you might find that you have some satisfaction in that. You know, you don't have to have a thousand followers or two million followers. You know, Kim Kardashian is famous for being famous. That's Kylie Jenner is famous for being famous. Isn't that an ironic thing? You're famous only because you're already famous. They don't, there's no discernible talent other than I'm famous. Famous isn't a talent, you know? So when you're out there today, go do something for someone else. Buy a meal for somebody else you don't know. Do something. It's not about you. It's not how it makes you feel either. It's about helping somebody else. So that's what I would take from all this. The, the guns, there's violence. Guns don't cause violence. People cause violence using guns. But when you hear your politicians talking about these things, it's not because they care about you. It's the creation and assumption of power. That is what they care about. So when they tell you they don't want to take your guns, they want to take your guns. I don't have a gun to take, but I think you should have the right to do so if you want. If you've passed the background checks and you're, you're mentally stable, you should, have, you should have a gun if you choose to have a gun if you're an adult. I don't want a five-year-old with a gun. I don't know that I necessarily want an 18 year old with a gun, but if 18 is adult, I, I have a hard time saying you can't have it, because, but you can go, you can be drafted. You, you're, you're legally able to make contracts. If you can't do those things then you can't do those things, but you can't tell me it only applies certain times. So I want you to be open and honest about what the government wants from you and what they're trying to do to you. It is about control. Plain and simple about control. Don't get caught up in the emotion. There's an emotional response to all these events, and there should be. But don't get caught up in the emotion and think we need to do something emotionally. Rational thought will win the day if you think rationally. If you think emotionally, if you're trying to garner votes, that's when you play on the emotions. That's when you divide. We are divided in this country because our politicians continue to try to divide us. They try to tell you your neighbor is out to get you. And that person across the street is out to get you. And you should be envious of that person because they've got something you don't have. And they shouldn't have that. They should give it to you. That is not how life works. Be happy with what you have, 
not what you don't have. Don't be upset because you don't have something. You know, don't cry because it's over, smile because it happened. That's Dr. Seuss. If you don't have something, work to get to that. If if that's what you, what you want. But don't don't be jealous, envious, and angry at somebody else because they do. Okay? Because they don't have something else. Maybe you have something they don't have. This envy, this class envy, this this race envy, it's it going nowhere. It's not going to help any of us. Angry at the past means you didn't un, you didn't understand the past. We're all angry about something. We're all shaped by our experiences, but it doesn't mean you have to go off the rails and and harm others to get what you want. You won't get what you want. That's the thing. The, the, the exact thing you think you're doing this for will not get you that thing. But you're being told you, you should stand up for yourself and you need to make a name for yourself and you need to have followers and people need... No, none of that's true. And that's the sad fact of life. None of that is true. You won't be happier by, by being out there for yourself. You won't be happier by taking advantage of others. You think you will, but you won't. At the end of the day, you won't be happier. So go do something for somebody else. Positive. Go positively impact somebody else's life and, and see how that works out. I'll bet it's a little bit better uh, reaction and option than, than uh, doing everything just for yourself. So I'll leave you with that. I, again, I wasn't planning to make another uh, podcast, but I felt like I had to bring up some of the topics that had come up since the last time I recorded. So thanks for joining me. I'm Chad. I'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. This has been a Hannah Tree production.